Welcome back to the Company of One podcast. This is your host, Dale Callahan. I'm just pumped today. I've been listening to a couple of different podcasts on the subject of dreaming. You know, the things that we think about, we have dreams, we have the ambitions that we're trying to shoot for. And boy, don't we get stuck in the rut of doing things, you know, just doing things and not actually having a dream out there. I'll just be honest, I'm stuck there or I have been stuck there. Uh, You know, just you get comfortable, you get where you don't need to grow or you don't feel like you need to grow. You don't feel like you have any dreams left. So this episode today, this episode today is a carry on from my last episode where I talked about why you need to continue to grow as an engineer or anything else. And this is going to be the how. So it ties in really, really well with your dreams. I talk to so many people who will tell me things like, I'm an engineer one, or I am a programmer level one, or whatever your title is, right? And I ask them what their goal is, and it's to be an engineer level two, or a programmer number level two. and you know, and, and and that may be fine, but there's not a lot of thought in that. And we're just going through the motions of what's the next thing the system has set up for us to do. So today I want to talk about how to continue to grow your career, specifically as an engineer, but really it applies, of course, to everything else. But before we do that, I want to jump in into the podcast reviews and look at a review. Uh, This one's a little long. It was a review, actually, of a podcast I gave called Overwhelmed. I need to put a note to that in the show notes. Or let me make a note to make sure that they do that. Overwhelmed. I have to type, write that on my sheet of paper and hope I can actually read my writing later. (laughs) So Overwhelmed, this is by RBAUK. Uh, So this one's a little long, and he said, I enjoyed listening to Dell's take on the subject. I think it's a very serious and important one in our culture today. In our society today, being overwhelmed, which can bring on anxiety to maybe depression, is a serious subject. People need to learn to be more introspective about themselves and learn how to help themselves handle it rather than paying psychiatrists or turning to pills to to get out of those states of mind. As Dell puts it, venting can be a short-term solution, but one must be careful who they vent on. Do you really know them? That's why Dell mentioned venting to the dog or borrow one if you don't have one. I forgot I mentioned that. So, if you can get the be- if it can get the best of you with emotionalism followed by more emotionalism, like a dog chasing its tail, or is is the definition of a s- insanity. A good friend of mine is a psychiatrist. And being a financial advisor, I told him seven years ago that he was going to see his business breaking out of the walls because of the direction our economy was heading. Now, aside, I don't know uh, at what point in time he's talking about, or if I'm thinking he's in the UK. So, you know, if you're looking at the economy today, you may feel differently. But anyway, back to the quote. He says, "Well, that's exactly what happened to his business with other doctor and with other doctors, and it's tripled." and they needed to move locations. We must learn to say no to committing ourselves to everything, therefore trying to put some barriers on getting strung out and losing whatever balance we had in our lives. Loved the subject because if you look at the big picture from coast to coast, so many people are getting emotionally disturbed by by the littlest things to the biggest. 
Our country is too polarized in too many ways already. I believe as people we have harder times coping. It will add to their own problems getting worse in the nations too. So obviously I was wrong. It sounds like he's from the United States using the words coast to coast. I don't think they usually use those words in Great Britain. And uh, so, but thanks so much for the review. Uh, and uh, hey, I pulled you up on a, a soapbox too. So uh, thanks a lot for your insight into uh, what's going on. The overwhelm issue is really important because that's what ties in to why we quit. We get overwhelmed with all the junk coming at us, and we just quit. We don't quit, but we quit growing. We quit dreaming. We quit trying to improve ourselves and our career. So right now, we want to talk about this subject of how do you continue to grow, continue to grow your career. What most of us do is we go to college, or we get some kind of first job, second job, first important job, whatever it is. And then we quit. We just we get become stagnant. So you do want to grow, right? It's just it's not enough to actually want to grow. You actually have to work at it. And if you're saying, well, Dale, that means I'm going to be more overwhelmed, or I should be happy and content where I am. What's wrong with contentment? Well, if you listen to the last episode, contentment is fine as long as the rest of the world stays still. You can stay still as long as the rest of the world is staying still, but it's not. And I don't mean here we're not being content, but I mean you need to continue to grow so you can serve your boss, so you can grow in your career. Hey, can you, so you can make some more income. So let's just think about how do we do this. So I'm going to give you a couple of different steps and just some things to think through. Number one is you want to develop a mindset of growth. Now, there's so much on the word mindset. Uh, there are great books about mindset. And we hear that word often, but we take it for granted. Uh, there are some people who think they're smart and some people who are curious, right? If I think I'm smart, I tend to have a cap on it. I'm so smart that I don't need to learn anything else. And I'm also so smart that I don't think about trying something challenging. Because if I fail, I look dumb. But if I'm curious, there's no failure. I'm always growing. In this book, in, in the book uh, on mindset, I'll put it by uh, Carol Dweck. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes too. Show notes, by, by the way, going to be delcallahan.com/slash 150. So you need to enjoy the game. Be curious. Always be exploring. Be okay with change. It's going to change anyway, right? It doesn't matter if you like it or not. Don't be afraid of breaking things. You know we have things stagnant. Things are working. If I change something, it may blow up in my face. It might. It might. Um, and especially we see people do this in jobs where they move from one job position, maybe not to a different company, but they move from one job position to another. And, you know, they were really good where they were, and they were really in a comfort zone. They were really in their, in, in their zone, period. And now they move to another job. And they're just not there. It's not their thing. Their learning curve is steep, and they just, they're just they not feeling it. 
I recently have done that at the university, and it was somewhat accidental, somewhat by design from our team, how we wanted to operate. I took on the role of recruiting and a couple of other things. Um, I know nothing about recruiting. I mean, I know about, but how universities recruit undergraduate students, that's not an expertise of mine. And as I started, well, there was a lot of fun things in it, and I was learning a lot, but as I started exploring what the other schools were doing and what other people were doing, I realized I was a detriment to the team because my learning curve was so steep and there were other people on the team who knew a lot about this. And we just finally, we stopped and we just said, let's let's pull things apart and do things differently, uh, which was a great move uh, for probably everybody. Uh, but you know, I, I stuck my head out there because I was asked to and it made sense. I grew a lot. There was a lot of positive things that happened out of it. The one positive thing is that's not what I need to be doing. That's not where my skill lies. But because of it, I met a lot of people. I see some things from a different perspective. I see things going on in our system that I did not understand before. And now as my role is to lead the research effort, I'm seeing some continuity where we used to not have any continuity. And in universities, in departments, and schools, you tend to see growth of student population and research, and and they're two different pockets, right? So I'm was I'm managing to join the pockets, but develop this mindset of growth where you you are willing to explore, you are willing to be curious, you're willing to take on challenges that's outside your scope, and have fun with it, right? Just have fun. You're not going to be great at it if you do something different. You're probably not. That's okay. That's okay. Ask a lot of stupid questions. Uh, you might get stupid answers. You might realize there's some things that you've been doing in your team that just doesn't really work. Number two, learn from successful people and companies. Now, by this, you know, my mentality, my viewpoint is you are a company of one. That all of us, hence the name of this podcast, every single one of us operates like a company. We're all entrepreneurs. As a matter of fact, in a future episode, I'm going to be ranting on the word entrepreneur because of what our culture is taking it to mean. Every single one of us are entrepreneurs. Everybody who generates uh, some kind of service in exchange for income, whether you're an employee, whether you're truly in the normal sense an entrepreneur, what do other people and companies do. So when I say pay attention to them, learn from successful companies and successful people, they pay attention to competition. So think as you as a company of one, just like a Walmart, just like a Chick-fil-A, just like an Apple, just like a Microsoft, just like they have competitions that are coming after them, so do you. We talked about it last time. We're graduating, no matter what your degree field is, we're graduating new people, whether it's through formal education or experience. New people are coming on the scene all the time. They're competition. The industry is changing all the time into different things, which is competition. They're finding ways to automate things, including what we might normally call white-collar jobs with artificial intelligence, competition. Right? Pay attention to the competition and the innovations. 
right? So uh, you maybe I'm overlapping them, but competition, innovations, it doesn't matter. So think about the innovations, though. We got um, LinkedIn videos, conferences, things that you hear that you might discount as being irrelevant. Now, what I mean by that is a lot of times when innovations come along and somebody will says, have you seen that? We discount it immediately. We say, ah, oh, yeah, that's just a toy. That's just junk. I, I, I'm always reminded that the CEO of Kmart, well before Walmart was a household name, in a board meeting, they were talking about Walmart and the competition that it could bring. And at that time, Walmart was so insignificant and, and Kmart was so large that the CEO said, don't worry about them, they're nobodies, or something to that effect. They're insignificant, they're irrelevant, but it turns out they weren't. And, and we discount things like this all the time. We looked at social media. You know, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant for what we do. I hear that even today, often. Social media is irrelevant in our industry. These conferences, they're not worth my time. Uh, these people, what they're doing, it doesn't really matter. But when you look at successful people and successful companies, they are looking at innovations and competition differently. Their eye is always really carefully watching what's happening here. What's the impact of this innovation or this competition on us. Think strategically, right? Think of where the industries are going. We talked last time in the podcast last time about all the different innovations coming out. And you look about, they're all going to impact your industry, by the way. Let me just say that. Let me make another bold statement. Your industry is dying. Your career is going away. How does that feel? It's just going away. Mine is too. They're going to change so rapidly that what I am doing and what you are doing, they're going to look significantly different. The skill sets that we're in, the skill sets that we are comfortable with today are going to be gone tomorrow. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. There is the quote that's often uh, quoted to Wayne Gretzky, the uh, hockey player which I found out is not really actually his quote, but you hear skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it has been. So much of the time, that's where we spend our energy is kind of going following innovation and technology and changes in culture. We need to be thinking about where it's going. This is how we grow. We get ahead of it. But practically, how do we do this? So this is, that's big picture thinking. Okay, great. Dale, that's big picture. Who cares? Let me talk about some practical, practical, everyday ways of doing this. How do you get out of your head and grow and think about growth? Start with this. Go to your calendar. On my calendar, it's Friday morning. But go to your calendar. Pick a time. Pick an hour that you can carve out every single week. So if it has to be 6 a.m. on a Friday, whatever makes sense for you, carve out an hour and call it your thinking time. You just want to stop and think. So there's a great quote from Zuma, the pizza company, the founder, Alex, one of the founders, Alex Garden. 
uh, in the book, Measure What Matters, which is a great book, and he, he says, or she, I'm not sure, I think it's a she, early in your career, you're graded on the volume and quality of your work. But now, and specifically when you're in management, but not just that, but now you're no longer paid for the amount of work you do, you're paid for the quality of decisions you make. And what they're getting at here in this quote is you need to stop. You need to quit going at 900 miles an hour, 900 miles per hour, and you need to think. Stop. In, in our society, this is a tough thing. We feel like we're productive people. We're putting out fires. We're answering emails. We're answering phone calls. We're creating agendas. We're doing all this stuff, and we're busy. But no, we need to stop and just think. So the weekly. So here's how I do it. If I can get away to a coffee shop or something like that, that's better. But if I have to be in my office, but I used to always do it at a coffee shop, get away for an hour, take nothing but a pad of paper and a pen, and just sit there with coffee or whatever your favorite beverage is and just think. Where is this going? Write notes. Be quiet and think. Don't take an agenda. Don't take a laptop or something where you're going to start answering emails or surfing the web. Just think. Now, I used to do this for an hour. Sometimes it's more. Um, Mine's morphed a little bit and changed how I do it. But when I did it for just a set hour, I would spend about 45 minutes just thinking. And it was some of the most productive time that I had in the week. Because I realized things I was doing that was a waste of time. I realized things I wasn't doing. I realized there was opportunities and where the thing where things were going in our industry. And I would take the last 15 minutes and just wrap it up. Here's a stop, think, and the last, maybe it's 10 minutes, maybe it's 15 minutes, whatever. I would take the last few minutes and just make to-do list. Okay, now that I've explored these things, let's just think about where this is going. And what you've done is this is somewhat like a meditation, but it is a strategic meditation where you're letting your mind process all that junk that comes into you. Now, so that's a weekly one, but also establish quarterly. Again, go to your calendar and this time put a whole day in there. Okay, if you need to put a half of a day in there, but every quarter. And what you want to do in this time, uh, this is, again, very much what you see companies do. As a matter of fact, the book, Measure What Matters, talks about companies setting quarterly goals or objectives and key results, OKRs. In the EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, they call them rocks, whatever you call them. They're goals, they're objectives that you're trying to do in the 90-day windows every quarter. So during this quarterly review, you've set goals, and you need to do it every quarter, not every year, not New Year's, every quarter. 90 days, things happen fast, right? Don't be scared of spending hours here or all day. It will be worth it. But do this. Think about just, first of all, stop. Take your weekly thinking time, but spend more time with it. Just stop. No agenda. Now, if you have a team, this is a time to do this, but you got to do that a little different and you need a little agenda. But I'm just talking about personally. So do your weekly thinking time, then review what you've read lately, podcasts you've heard, great websites you've seen, blogs, whatever. What stood out 
that you remember and you think, wow, what did that gal say in that podcast that was really good? What is it that you, what stood out that you might have forgotten? Then review your big goals. Where are you? And by that, I mean you're like your annual goals, the things you set annually. Where are you? Evaluate yourself. Which ones are just dead? Which ones have you already done? Which ones are so far off topic you even, or so far off track you forgot you set them? And then create some rocks or OKRs for the next quarter. And the general rule is keep it to less than 10. Actually, keep it to probably less than 7 things that you're trying to accomplish. But 10, whatever, is a good round number. Then you want to do a close-up time. Create a reading list for the next quarter. So off of this OKRs, I always look at what do I need to read? Where do I need to be? Conferences, groups, and workshops. I mean, this is stuff you actually want to write down. What do you need to work on and learn? Where can you learn it? Like, is there a Udemy course? Are there some books I need to read? Are there online courses I need to take? Are there uh, university courses I need to take? What is it I need to know? Like for me, one of the big things came out to me the other day was marketing. I'm spending so much time in the marketing realm, uh, marketing research, marketing graduate programs, marketing the, the products and services from our, my own companies, and that's a weak area for me. Now, I clearly hire marketing talent wherever I can, but knowing what to hire and knowing the skill sets I need is important for me to understand. So what do you need to work on? What do you need to learn? So if you stop every quarter and you just think about that and you intensely start penciling in. So during this time every quarter, I'm looking for Udemy courses. I'm looking for online courses. I'm looking for books to read, and I'm making a list. And it goes in with my rocks. It goes in with my reading list or OKRs. Whatever it becomes, it becomes my reading list. Okay, so that's a weekly review, a quarterly review, and of course you know what's coming next, an annual review. Companies, when we do this, they take two days. And usually on companies, especially on executive teams, people will start, when you first start doing this, they'll say, what a waste of time this is going to be. I've gotten too busy to do quarterly and annual reviews. Uh, and I don't mean employee reviews. I mean we're quarterly and annual getaways. But the big companies do this. The winning companies, the winning people do this. The annual review, put two days on your calendar, rethink everything. What are your goals? Where do you want to live? What conversations have you had? What do you want your next five years to look like? It's one of the favorite questions by employers, right? Where do you want to be in five years? And most people don't know the answer. If you need to, take two days again. Think about company, you know, company retreats. This is what they're about. Involve your spouse. If you're married, it's really important to involve your spouse. Uh, just like business partners, you wouldn't do this without a business partner. You certainly wouldn't do this without your spouse. And at this point, at the end of your annual reviews, you kind of come back and wrap up your quarterly review and create next quarter's goals or rocks. Now, this sounds like a whole lot of stuff, but it's not. So let me be real simple to you. Go to your calendar and put a weekly time. Just pick it. Just pick an hour. 
one hour every single week. Go to your calendar and find a quarter and take half of a day. Now, if it has to be Saturday or Sunday or something that's outside your normal work time because that's just how it works, great. But you know what? Most of us can get away with this even at work. And your annual reviews is also something you want to do. I like doing mine around the first of the year just because it's easy. Some of you may want to do these around September because you're going on the different kinds of physical years and things like that. That's fine. But whatever, you know, take some time and just do your annual reviews. All of these things are help you do nothing but create action items, create clarity of thought, and, and be clear of what you're doing. Because so many of you that are listening, I know, I've talked to many of you, don't really like where your job is. You don't like where it's heading. You don't like the pace of things. You wish there were technologies you could be paying attention to that you're not. You wish you had more time to do things. And when I listen to people like that, saying what you say, it's just lack of strategy. And you need strategy just like Apple needs strategy, just like Walmart needs strategy, just like anybody else's company needs strategy. Strategy, you deserve a strategy that helps you get to where you want to be and helps you to grow. So think about these things. I, I Again, the show notes are delcallahan.com slash 150. This is how to grow your career and how to continue to grow your career as an engineer or as anything else. We'll talk to you next week.